We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place exclusive interviews with players coaches and team executives streaming live and always available on demand stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the odyssey app it is the morning after election night on wcbs you made me the first woman ever elected to be the governor of the state of new york but but Hochul heard zilch from Zeldin last night. Will he concede this morning? A red wave on Long Island, but the congressional race in Rockland's 17th district is too close to call. I'm Marla Diamond. The rematch of the New Jersey Toms, Malinowski and Kane, has a different outcome this time with a Republican pickup in Congress. New York City became a very dark and cold town as cascading Con Ed failures hit during the evening rush hour. And we have pristine audio of New Yorkers who were kids when the 65 blackout hit. Straight ahead in our WCBS News Radio 88 Seconds and Sound. Morning. 9th of November is here. I'm Wayne Kapp. Good morning. I'm uh, Paul Murnane. Craig Allen says sunny and cool today with a high of 54 to 58 degrees on the day after the election. And Lee Zeldin's strong and surging campaign to defeat the sitting governor of New York has come up short, with Kathy Hochul leading by a comfortable margin with nearly all the votes counted. 93% in. Hochul leads by just over 5%. Not enough for Zeldin to concede just yet, but enough last night for Hochul to declare victory. And here's what she told a cheering crowd at her campaign headquarters in the Bowery in the Lower East Side. Kathy Hochul said, I'm not here to make history. I'm here to make a difference. New Yorkers, I will never take for granted the trust you placed in me. The 57th governor of New York State wasn't passing up the opportunity to note that she's the first woman governor of the state, mentioning the glass ceiling now broken and taking passing note of her fight against crime. And live in communities without fear, have the safety to walk the streets and take our subways without illegal guns on our streets. She emphasized economic accomplishments and said more is on the way. At Hochul headquarters, Juliet Papa, WCBS News Radio 880. And we're waiting to hear if and when Hochul's challenger concedes that he lost. There's over 1.4 million election day votes that are still out. Says Lee Zeldin here at Cipriani's on 42nd Street as he says he will be victorious once all the votes are counted in the governor's race. You're going to see a massive victory coming out of Long Island, which will also be closing the gap. He also spoke about his plans if elected governor, including reversing the bail reform law. We should reverse the state's ban on the safe extraction of natural gas and approve new pipeline applications. We shouldn't have seen all these COVID vaccine mandates where people are getting fired for what should be a personal decision. At Cipriani's on 42nd Street, Sophia Hall, WCBS News Radio 880. 
Now, if control of the U.S. House switches to Republican hands, it will be in part because of unusual strength in New York and possibly a pickup in New Jersey. Looking at a good night for the GOP in the Hudson Valley in Long Island, WCBS reporter Marla Diamond. Marla, we're still waiting for some official results, huh? Yes, in the 17th congressional district in Rockland, in one of the nation's most closely watched races, Assemblyman Mike Lawler holds a one-point lead over Sean Patrick Maloney. Lawler speaking to reporters in Rockland County at 2 o'clock this morning said he overcame a lot of doubt. But we are poised to not only defeat the chair of the DCCC, we are poised to end Nancy Pelosi's reign as Speaker of the House. The seat was one of the Republicans' biggest targets, funded by more than $8 million from national Republican political action committees and Lawler's unrelenting focus on public safety and inflation. Elsewhere in New York, Nassau County Republicans George Santos and Anthony D'Esposito won their races. In Suffolk County, Andrew Garbarino was declared the winner in the second congressional district. In the first, Nicholas Lalota leads his Democratic challenger Bridget Fleming by 165,000 votes, but the race hasn't been officially called because of computer issues. Wayne and Paul? We had such a competitive race in New Jersey. Not official, I know, but it looks like New Jersey has voted in a Republican to what is now a Democratic seat in Congress. Yes, in the closely watched 7th District, Tom Kane Jr. had declared victory, but incumbent Tom Malinowski was not so quick to concede. Despite everything that has happened, despite... I don't know, probably about $20 million that has been spent in the last three years, um, mostly in outside money, negative ads. Here we are still standing. It is too close to call. Malinowski said, but for redistricting, the race would have easily been his. He says he won't concede until thousands of absentee ballots are counted. Marlo, there may be a touch of red in Connecticut's longtime House membership. The race between Democrat Johanna Hayes and Republican George Logan, too close to call. But Jim Himes, Rosa DeLauro, John Larson, who has been in the House since the Hartford in the Hartford area since 1999, and Joe Courtney all won re-election to the House in Connecticut. In the WCBS Weather Center, Chief Meteorologist Craig Allen is here, and I had to scrape the ice off this morning, Craig. It is cold and frosty in the suburbs. As the wind dies down, the frost is forming. Uh, the wind will prevent the frost from forming in some of the areas that are closer to the city or closer to the coast, that northerly breeze, but it's certainly cold enough. It's in the uh, mid-30s to low 40s now. The city has just dropped down to 40 degrees, and we have low 30s and down near 30, under the freezing mark in many of the northern and western suburbs. 54 to 58 for this afternoon, much like yesterday, with a good amount of sunshine. Tonight's low, once again, 40 to 45, with 30s in the colder spots, and uh, maybe even down near freezing one more time. Thursday, it does turn milder. Thursday's high will be up to between 60 and 65, and Friday will also be in the 60s. But Friday, clouds will start to move in, and by mid or late day, there will be rain developing, which could become heavy, a windswept type of rain from the remnants of Nicole. And uh, again, temperatures will be in the 60s during that time. It'll have a tropical feel, tropical downpours, but then clearing and cooler as we progress through the weekend. Again, now 40, humidity 46% with a northerly breeze at 3. And Craig, our election coverage focuses now on who voters in the five boroughs will be sending to Congress under what may be a Republican House Speaker. Control of the House still up in the air as we speak, but Steve Burns reports congressional races were settled early in the five boroughs. The lines on New York's congressional map look a bit different, but the colors are still the same. A lot of blue with an island of red. What an amazing, amazing mandate from the people of Staten Island and Southern Brooklyn. 
Republican Congresswoman Nicole Maliotakis dispatched Democrat Max Rose, who was looking to take back the seat he held from 2018 to 2020. One election alone does not define the trajectory of our borough, our district, our city, our state, or our country. Maliotakis said her win is about ending one-party rule in New York. She appears to again be the sole Republican New York City sends to Washington, Around the five boroughs, Democrats like Jerry Nadler, Hakeem Jeffries, and Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez all sailed to victory. Steve Burns, WCBS News Radio 880. Most of the votes are in for New York Attorney General, enough for Letitia James to declare victory over Republican challenger Michael Henry. Henry drew about 45% of the vote, which is still being counted. A strong showing, though, in a blue state. Tish James became a lightning rod for Republicans who see politics in her lawsuit alleging fraud by Donald Trump's company. Her victory will mean that her case against Trump's company will proceed. On the morning after the election, I'm Wayne Cabot. I'm Paul Bernane with three things to know. It was a good night for Republicans, but not as good as they hoped. CBS News election contributor Peter Mayer. One thing is clear, the red wave that was anticipated by many hopeful Republicans, including Donald Trump, appears to be something of a red puddle. Now, that may be an understatement, but at least in the results we're seeing so far. And so far, control of the Senate and the House are undecided. Number two, the national election night results show a loss for Republican candidate Dr. Oz to Democrat John Fetterman for U.S. Senate in Pennsylvania. I'm so humbled. Thank you so much, really. Thank you. It's like 1.30 in the morning and you're still here hanging in. And three voters in Georgia, Georgia, may have to vote again at a runoff next month with no majority for either Herschel Walker or Raphael Warnock in that Senate race. Up next, it's our WCBS News Radio 88 Seconds in Sound for the 9th of November. This is Times Square, illuminated only by moonlight. 1965 brought a beautiful full moon over New York City. The night the power went out. The famous 65 blackout, the good blackout, when New Yorkers helped each other. The lights are dimming in the studio. You wouldn't believe what's going on in the studio, folks. DJ Dan Ingram was spinning the hits at slow speed. We didn't think it could happen. They're, trying, they're spending billions of dollars to put a man in space. It hit at 5.30 p.m. and lasted all night until sunrise. Beautiful. That's Lazy River in the key of R. Everything's running slowly. Somebody's, I think, I think Conan is having power problems or something. It sure was. It was a very cold day and usage was high. A relay at Niagara Falls tripped and it cascaded through nine states, including ours. You can hear in this on-scene report from WCBS Radio's Tony Brunton in Times Square how our city sounded different in 65. In this busy Times Square, the theater marquees are all dark now and an emergency police car. The New York Times printed in a different font that night because it borrowed the Newark News Press. And it reported, for the young and romantic, the night was lovely. Moonlit streets, remarkably clear sky, no smoke. You could marvel at the stars if you could see them. Well, I was in the subway for about two hours. How'd you get out? Walked up a narrow passageway, very dimly lit. I was on a, on the D train. The lights dimmed, the train stopped. I've been waiting here ever since. Furniture stores became hotels. Department stores gave impromptu dinners. Macy's Herald Square fed 5,000 people that Just night. If we could only get some food, I'm starved. New York did sound different. This is November 9th. 
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.